Daggum, and welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum, I learned something today. Want to give a big shout out. I did it again. I don't mean to say shout out. Want to give a big thanks to everybody out there who follows us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WellDagumPod. Uh, thanks for commenting and liking and sharing with other folks. We really do appreciate it. It helps get us out there to other people so their ears can be blessed with the smooth soundings of the Well Daggum Podcast. Uh, if you're not a part of that, go out there, like, subscribe, follow us on all those different platforms. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review. Leave us a five-star review and uh, or a, f- a five-star rating and review us, leaving a little comment about what you think about the show so that it, uh, it gets out there to more people that way, too. Helps us get promoted and uh, don't make any money off of it or anything, but, you know, it blesses more ear holes. So make sure to get out there and do that. Tonight on the show, we have a longtime friend and a new-time listener. I guess you'd say it that way. I don't know how the radio would say a first-time listener. Uh, But a good friend of mine that I've known for years, and we've been around each other since we were little kids. uh, But yeah, I got up with him, and he'd say he'd be on the show. But tonight we have my good friend, Scotty Mills. How you doing, Scott? Doing great, Josh. How you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Happy to have you on. Uh, happy to turn you on to this podcast world and uh, happy to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glad to be on. Thanks for the invite. We'll sure have to get enough. a few more on here oh yeah sure enough man maybe you'll you'll be the the head runner that gets people excited to want to be on here too so <laughs> you know everybody wants to be like scott you know that, how it is <laughs> that's how it goes you lead and the rest shall follow that's right <laughs> now scotty and i like i said we've known each other for years we've uh, uh me and his little brother grew up together we were the same age in the same grade but we all still hung out together anyway running up and down the river bank and playing basketball with each other and just goofing around on turkey creek uh, and things like that but scott tell us a little bit about yourself so that the listeners out there know a little bit about who you are well like i said my name's scott mills i'm from a little creek called turkey creek right outside of inez kentucky i uh, grew up there until i married moved off and like i said me and josh i've known josh all my life he's four years younger than me he grew up with my brother but we was all together and me and Josh, even when we grew up, we sung together quite a bit in church. That's very had, true. Sung together for years and ha- had a good time. I've worked yep. in the coal industry and uh, just recently, you know, we've had a hard hit in the coal industry. And that's, that's what all of our family just about grew up doing around our part was uh, coal mining. And sure enough. It's kind of fizzled out a little bit and uh, had some hard times. But we got, uh, I got a job with Box Vanna now, you know, building tiny homes and loving it. Yeah, and they, you know they've moved me up into the safety coordinator position now, and I'm really liking it up there. Get to stay home, make good money, and be with the family. Really like it. So. I tell you, it makes me wonder how safe they are if they're putting you in control of it. You know, they're yeah. <laughs> putting you. <laughs> I just go around and point and tell people what they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> but yeah, now that, that's a new company that just came into our county back there. I know, and a lot of you guys are getting to work for them now. Um, but you said you're making tiny homes. That's right. Houses, yeah, yeah, Tiny with houses. the state of the art material that we're making there, and anybody mm-hmm. around listening, you know, to your podcast, and uh, they can get on the website at boxvanna.com, or if you live in the county here with us, be sure and stop by and you know and tour. There, uh, we've got like five different models on the lot to take and look at, and we can do Ooh. all kinds of 
you know custom stuff for them but it, they're really neat really neat yeah yeah i know it's a it's a big industry jumping up it seems like a lot of people even up here near cincinnati a lot of people like the idea of a tiny home and and are uh, jumping into that bandwagon of things and so that's exciting to see you guys are jumping on it too and and profiting from it and making something out of it you know what i mean yep yeah that's really cool but uh but now scotty from way back like i said we joked around that once scotty does something everybody else is going to follow scotty is one of the biggest storytellers that i've ever known growing up um he always had a joke to tell he always had a story to tell about somebody and you could never find that uh difference if it was a story or if it was a a joke yeah <laughs> yeah the truth or if it wasn't uh, yeah we, we we never could differentiate and and he just kept going with life and we just had to guess whether or not that's a real person or if that really happened to him or and it was fun it was a fun little mystery game that we had growing up but he has a few of these stories he was going to share with us and uh just strap your boots on and get ready because he's going to throw them at you go ahead and tell us a little bit scott yeah, yeah i've got a couple of real life experiences too you know uh yeah. growing up on the creek you know as josh you know there wasn't a whole lot to do right and riding bikes was one of the big things back then you know <laughs> We had a few, uh, my cousin Anthony and uh, your cousin Clayton, you know, yeah. they, they come down to the house one night. And, you know, I had the little building in the backyard that I turned into my bedroom. You know, it was a playhouse. We turned it into a bedroom. Yeah, that and, was the place uh, to hang out for everybody. That was the place to hang yeah. out. And, uh, you know, the big thing, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So the big thing was we would always try to sneak out at night, you know, <laughs> with halt. You know, yeah. that, that was the big thing, you know, try to. We'll try to walk a half mile or a mile up the road and not get caught. That you know, that was a, a cheap thrill, I guess you would say. You know, for yeah. us. And, uh, yeah, sneaking out on Turkey Creek. There's not a lot to go to. There was no stores. There was no gas station. There was no buildings. It was just people's houses and just a bunch of land in between them. <laughs> that's it. And and the thing about it is, is everybody on the creek knew everybody or was related to you somehow or other. <laughs> And if they, they sing you out at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, the first thing they're going to do is call your mom and dad or call my dad, which was kind of the local law, you would say, a little bit around there. But Yeah, that's true. Uh, I remember one night especially, you know, like I said, Anthony and Clayton had stayed all night with me. You know, we were sitting out there. We played board games and everything, and we was done with that. And uh, I was like, what do you all want to do? And they said, well, hey, let's walk up the road. I was like, well, all right, you know, my parents should be asleep along with everybody else. Here it is, 2 o'clock in the morning. So yeah, ain't nobody stirring on Turkey Creek for sure. Right. We sneak through our yard and through my Uncle Don's yard and get over there on the road, and we start walking up the road. Well, not a whole lot of traffic, but for some reason that night, there was car after car. Well, to keep from getting caught, you either had to run and hide behind something, or you had to jump over the bank <laughs> so the cars didn't see you and let them drive by and then get out. Well, that's what we've done. We found it a lot easier just to jump over the bank or the road than it was to run half halfway back down the road and hide behind <laughs> like the old fire truck that used to sit out there, you know, at the right. fire station. So it, we well, and, and to and to put it out there for people that are listening, for those that don't uh, that are used to streets and having a sidewalk and stuff, we didn't have that back home. Didn't we have that. Okay. It was an old two lane country road that, like, if he said you jumped over the bank, sometimes you were dropping five or six foot over a hill that was right beside yeah, the road. Or more. Right. That's yeah. Right. It, it it was either a hillside on one side or a drop off on the other. So that's yeah, what he's talking about dropping over the bank. That is right. So we, get, we go out walking. We've done jumped over the hill two or three times for cars coming by. <laughs> and we get up, you know, and 
we get on up uh, to where I'd say your great aunt and uncle uh, Clifford already. Okay, yeah, it's my great aunt and my okay. great uncle. Great aunt, and great uncle, right across their, from their house, and we see a car coming around the curve, and see the headlights coming. You know, and we said, "Oh man, jump over the hill again!" So here we go, bailing over the hill. <laughs> And we're sitting there, you know, staying quiet as the car's getting ready to come by. And Clayton says, uh-oh. And we're like, uh-oh. He goes, and I'm in something. And we're like, oh, no, in something. He goes, first thing we're thinking is, you know, dog crap or something. He goes, right. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He said, but I got it all over me. <laughs> so the car goes by and we get back up on the road and, you know, there's a house light there and we get out and he, he has jumped over the hill where your uh, great aunt decides to dump all of her scraps from the kitchen table <laughs> over the bank, you know, there's not it. So he, he gets up and has green beans, mashed potatoes, <laughs> corn, all down the side of him. Yeah. This, this ain't no fun. We're going home. You know? <laughs> Lord knows how long it had been laying out there, too, if it had been That's soured right. and stinking. Oh, goodness. Good old but, clay. Like there wasn't a lot, lot to do, but uh, that was an experience I'll never forget. <laughs> but, another uh, time, uh, my grandma was passed away, my grandma Verley, and Lord have mercy, she was uh, a saint, to say the least. But <laughs> Lord, I thought the world of granny. Yeah. And, Lord, she could laugh with the best of them. They, you know, <laughs> I guess that's where I get my laughter from is from my grandma. But I, uh-huh. I remember a story when I was, uh, and this is a true story. Um, my grandma used to walk almost three miles a day. Man. And like I said, she walked down the road, you know, all the way to what we called Calf Creek. Right. And so how, you know, about a mile and a half down the road from where we lived and back almost every day religiously. Yeah. And uh, in the summertime when I was out of school, I would get to go walking with her. So uh, grandma at the time is in, had to be in her mid eighties or, you know, 83, 84, 85, somewhere around that area. Right. And uh, we look outside and she says, you want to go walking with me today, baby? And I said, well, sure. So we start and she goes, it looks like it's going to rain. So she grabs her old black umbrella that's, you know, rolled up tight. And she said, just in case it rains. So we get uh, about three quarters of a mile down the road past my uncle Raymond's house where he yeah. lives down there. Curve. And there's this huge field in this right. big curve that you go around, huge field. And we get down there, and there's three huge black dogs sees us and comes tearing across that field, going to eat us up. I'm oh, hair raising no. back, barking, and I'm like, "Run, Granny, run!" And here I'm just a little fellow. She goes, "Well, baby, I can't run, not as old as." And I'm uh, like, "Well, what do, I do?" And so she says, "Get behind me!" So I get behind her, and here comes these three dogs up the top of the bank. About that time. They were about four foot from us. Granny pulled that umbrella up to her shoulder like a shotgun and hollered, pow! And them dogs like they'd been shot. Oh, oh, takes off the field, but just running like they've been shot at. And she starts laughing. And we have to sit on the side of the road because we're laughing like, how in the world did the oh. save us, you know? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, Lord, I mean, that, that, was, that was a true story. I'll never forget that day, buddy. I thought you were going to say she pulled it up and it actually was a shotgun that she had turned into <laughs> an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she pulled the uh, pulled a good one on the dogs. I should say <laughs> on that one. Yeah, I uh, I remember doing that as a kid over on Turkey. You'd have a dog run at you, and you just you couldn't find a rock. And even if you bent no. down and act like you was going to pick up a rock, them dogs have been hit by so many rocks. They were just taking off running already. Like, oh, no, I'm going to get hit with a rock again. 
That's right. And you could psych them out real quick. Yeah, and and the thing about back home too, and most of the people that a lot of the people that listen that live in an area where everybody everybody has to keep their dog on a leash and they're walking them and picking up their poop and everything. It's a whole new world for me. I don't know how to understand it, but I do it. And <laughs> but yeah, because where I lived, I lived at the intersection where everybody didn't want their dog, just turned them all loose there at our place. And that's how back home works. You just your dog yeah. wanders the hills and comes back when it's time to eat. And if they need something, they come to you and they sleep at your house. And but most of the time, they're out running wild, just running loose. That's but, right. There uh, ain't no uh, ain't no dog catcher to come get them over there. No, <laughs> no, no, uh, no PETA groups really running around uh, Turkey Creek. That's for sure. <laughs> oh mercy! Yeah, that's. Uh, Speaking of running around, uh, like I said, you know, we'd talked before about me and you singing in a group, you know, in, in the gospel group. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you recall the time, you know, New Year's Eve was a big thing. And uh, we, we'd go around to those churches singing some on New Year's Eve. Well, somehow, I don't know if it was your mom that booked us. I think she was kind of our agent back <laughs> then. You know? And uh, somehow on uh, New Year's Eve, they was having, you know, the big service that they had. And we got booked for like four or five churches that one night. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my goodness, how are we going to do this? But luckily, they was within about a 10 or 15-mile radius. Yeah. And we we would get up to one church and sing. And as soon as we'd get done, we wouldn't get to stay and see what else went on. Because <laughs> we was in our cars doing doing the 9 o'clock 500, <laughs> 90 up the road to get to another church to sing. And sing there and then leave there and fly down. I think we've done like five. <laughs> churches that one night do you remember that I, I do remember that quite vividly and if i'm not mistaken i feel like we ended up at shoney's uh where they have the big salad bar at, the, at midnight so we could have shoney's for uh celebrating we the new year. yes we did i forgot about that part but yeah after all the thing was done they're like hey they're staying open all night let's go to shoney's but, well we pray raced everywhere else why not <laughs> we've earned it tonight yeah yeah yeah, Scotty and I, we uh, we were four years apart, and uh, Scotty was always a singer, and I always was, too, singing with my mom and them, and, and we had pulled together a few fellas. Um, Dave Crumb's brother that uh, has been on the podcast, Dave Crumb from the Slophouse Ramblings uh, podcast, and uh, his brother, and then our buddy Brandon. I, I'll need to yep. get Brandon on. He's got a ton of stories to share, too. Now that you're oh, on, yeah. maybe he'll share one with me or two. Yeah, I'm sure but, he will. But yeah, we had a, about me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had a we had a quartet and we sung southern gospel music and I sang bass and Scotty sang lead and Michael was a, a baritone and yeah. uh, Brandon was our tenor. Yeah. And here I was 4 years younger than all of them and I had a deeper voice than any of them. <laughs> That's right. Funny how things work. And they were all about a foot taller than me too. <laughs> <laughs> That was That's some good right. times. We we traveled around. We we had some good times with that. I wish we'd have made a recording at one point in time. That'd have been cool. Yeah, yeah we should have. Yeah, I have but, to get sometime and, and <laughs> redo that a little bit. Well, we'll just have to let people believe us that we actually did it. That's all we have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure some of them will be a little doubtful. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I got one more to tell you, Josh. It'll go right back, ahead, bud. Uh, back at the first of the year, buddy. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, this part of the country is a little bit different from the rest, you know, and, uh, we have a lot of the first of the monthers, we call them around here that, oh, you know, yeah. or three day millionaires or whatever <laughs> you want to call them. Uh, 
Well, we was uh, I was I believe I was coming home from work. I had to work late one night, and uh, just so happened it was it was New Year's okay. Eve, and uh, so I guess everybody got their checks early. Right. Well, I stop at the gas station to get gas, and I go in, and man, I mean everybody's in there because McDonald's is in the gas station there, and I. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it, it's a, they set a they set a world record for the most sales on two registers in a gas station McDonald's when the day, the first day they opened. <laughs> well, I didn't know that little yeah. history. Yeah, it was it was the the McDonald's we got in town, buddy. They were lined up down the down the road for that thing for about a month or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't wait. But, you know, I go in there like I said to pay for my gas, and this place is packed. I mean, McDonald's is packed. The gas station's packed. I got like 12 people in front of me at the counter buying everything in the world just waiting to pay for gas. <laughs> so, you know, you can't help but uh, hear people's conversation, especially when they talk like loud like I do. <laughs> uh, there, there's uh, one lady says, uh, can you believe how crowded it is in here? <laughs> And the other one, not kidding, looks back at her and says, I know. Can you believe they scheduled New Year's on the first of the month? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where do they get them from? <laughs> Why in the world would they schedule yeah. New Year's on the first of the month when everybody what? gets their government check? <laughs> That's right. What was they thinking? Oh, <laughs> man. And you would think that'd be done sarcastically to be sarcastic, but they are serious. <laughs> they, they was dead serious, buddy. Dead. And then they wanted to know what I was laughing about. Said <laughs> <laughs> that old feller in the cutoff bibbed overalls over there was farting up a storm. You didn't hear him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a good one. I hadn't heard that story. I like that one. Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. I think I, I called two or three of the family members i'm surprised it didn't spread like wildfire (laughs) well now it will it'll go out to my tens of elevens of listeners (laughs) well i think i actually i told my aunt carolyn i think she left hearty peter's (laughs) 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 yeah she'll find out too because Rhonda and nelson listen so they'll be sure to tell her my aunt and uncle well your your well, yeah, it's both of our aunt and uncles. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your aunt and uncle on one side, my aunt and uncle on the other. Yeah, that's the truth. That's yeah. the same way with uh, my aunt, uh, Aunt Reddy and Clifford. You were talking about earlier. My my grandpa, <laughs> my grandpa on my mom's side was Clifford's brother. And then my grandma on my dad's side was uh, already sister. So I was yep. double related to my aunt and uncle, my great aunt and uncle. Right. I guess that's what made him so great. That's yeah. <laughs> so I see that's the kind of stuff that gives the the backwoods Eastern Kentuckians uh, a bad name. People think we're inbred, but we're really not. We keep no. it out of the bloodline. We just you that's know right. just cut sisters and brothers. I'll end up getting married in the same bunch, but there's no blood relation. So right, was double right. double third cousins, but it really was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all look straight ahead we ain't cockeyed you know we walk the same way level footed and everything <laughs> but i sure appreciate you coming on the show scott i know everybody's going to get a good laugh and a good kick out of all these stories you share and, 
And I can't believe I haven't thought of getting you on the show sooner. Uh, of all the people I know that tell great stories, uh, and I'm hoping this gets the the itch in you that you you get a scratching that you you want to be on the show again, and you start hitting me up, said, "Hey man, can I be on the show? I got a funny story to tell." Oh yeah, I'm, I run across <laughs> them every day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start writing them down, and I'll hit you up I once will. a month, and we'll uh, we'll have you as a regular. <laughs> okay, we'll do it, buddy. <laughs> but again, like I said, thanks for being on the show. If you guys are looking for a tiny home, uh, what what's the name of the website again? Boxvanna.com. Boxvanna.com. I'll try to put yep. it in the links of everything I post on social media of Instagram and things. If you're looking for a tiny home that's made in the good old hills of eastern Kentucky, hit up our good friends at at Boxvanna. Yep. I say it right out, Box Vana. Yep. Uh, make sure to check them out and help our good buddy Scotty out uh, and all of his crew that's working up there. And even our buddy Dave Crumb is now working for him that's been on the podcast. Uh, so you'll even be helping out another one of our, our guests from the, the well Dagum yep. world. So And uh, J.D. Dameron, I believe, has been on here. He's working up there with us now. So. All right. Yeah, good old J.D. He shared his deer hunting stories on here from the Just Add Bourbon podcast. But uh, so yeah, it's a tiny world. So why not live in a tiny home? That's a good uh, catchphrase for you. (laughs) (laughs) A little plug, yeah. So uh, other than that, I appreciate you sharing your stories. You got anything else you need to say? I'm good, buddy. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you being on and with you. Oh yeah, man. Sure enough. And I guess we'll just talk at you next time. All right. All right, Josh. (laughs) We'll see you.